Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is chair, C-H-A-I-R. Really? You bet your life! More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! What a bore. Oh, that's me! Well, here I am again with $1,000 tonight for one of our couples. We have a couple of young single people for you tonight. This is Firedome Fenneman, in case you forget. <laughs> These uh, young single people were chosen from our studio audience just before we went on the air. Miss Louise Callahan and Mr. Harold Goodman, come in and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you, you use every day. Louise Callahan and Harold Goodman. Louise, say this, there's quite a lot of you, isn't there? How much of you is there, Louise? 165 pounds. Six feet tall. Six feet tall, and you weigh 165, huh? Mm. Where are you from? I'm from Shemokin, Pennsylvania. Oh, well, I'm Shemokin now, eh? (laughs) Well, where are you from, Harold? Indiana Harbor, Indiana. How old are you, uh, Harold? 27. 27, Well, you're a fine-looking lad. Thank you. What what sort of work do you do, my lad? I'm a physician. Oh, a doctor, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. Is there any difference between a doctor and a physician? Except um, the fee, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, many, many professions apply the name uh, doctor to their title, but uh, a physician is... That's a euphemism, isn't it? A euphemism is yes, fine. Uh, yes, I well, think. euphemism and me for using that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm curious, what made you uh, decide to become a doctor in the first place? Well, that's a question that I've been asked many times, and it's a very difficult one to answer. Was this after you operated they asked you that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, how do you answer that query? The answer of necessity has to be very nebulous and vague, and, and I just can't give you a specific... Well, we don't object to a nebulous answer. You don't? Oh, no. Well, it uh, offers a great You'd be surprised deal. how nebulous we can get on this show. <laughs> I've seen you before, and yes. I'm sure that... Um, <laughs> the, uh, the field, of course... How would you like it if I practiced <laughs> medicine, huh? I'm allegedly the comic on this show. Uh, medicine offers a great deal of variety and um, interest. Well, show business offers a lot of variety, too. I would like very it's on much sale to be every week, huh? I would like to be in Well, uh, the, the way you're going now, it won't be a matter of a few minutes. <laughs> you may be sitting here and I may be rolling bandages. <laughs> Wanting something better. Go on, now, what were you saying? I think I'd finished. Oh, you finished? <laughs> well, how'd you make out? <laughs> Well, that, 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 that was quite interesting, and I've learned a lot from that, Doc. Now, you say that uh, this is a kind of a nebulous uh, answer you could only give, mm-hmm. a vague answer. Uh, I hate to bring up an unpleasant subject like this, but weren't you at all interested in the financial returns of being a doctor? It's a long time before that comes around. You spend four years in college. That takes a great deal of money. Four years in medical school also costs a good deal. Uh, this is followed by a year of internship at the rate of about 10 cents an hour. 
if you want to specialize a residency for three or four years at 15 cents an hour, uh, then out in practice it'll take a little while to get established. 15 cents an hour? It's quite good these days. Well, it costs you 60 cents to shoot pool for an hour. <laughs> Why couldn't you skip all those preliminaries and just hang up a shingle when you get out of high school? Well, that would be unethical, and besides, uh, you'd get caught. <laughs> well, suppose they nailed you a few times. You'd save 12 years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, Louise, uh, what sort of work have you, have you been doing? I used to be the human fish at the uh, Miami Biltmore in Florida. You were a human fish? Yes. Did you have a worm in your mouth? Or? <laughs> No, I'll tell you about it, Groucho. Well, I wish you would. The, uh, well, uh, what they did was put a harness on me, and there was a man with a pole and a line, and I would go out in the water and swim real hard and try to fight it, and people on the sides would make bets and, to see if uh, I would stay out in the water or whether he pulled me in or not. Well, after they caught you, did they hang you over the mantle? Or? <laughs> Imagine coming home and explaining this to your wife, say, I just caught this fish. Well, you make a splendid couple, and now the rest is up to you. I, I've done all I can. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. But first, I want everybody to listen to this. Friends, what do you want in a car? An engine might be nice. If you're looking for the highest standards of safety and performance, you should own a DeSoto. How about if you're looking for little things? Like wheels. Well, Groucho, no matter what you're looking for, you'll do better with a DeSoto. You mentioned engines. DeSoto, you know, has the sensational 160-horsepower Fire Dome V8 engine. The engine specifically designed to give you top performance under all conditions. The DeSoto Fire Dome gives you surging power plus real economy. Because the Fire Dome was built to run at peak efficiency on ordinary fuels not expensive premium fuels. The mighty DeSoto Fire Dome V8 engine means you'll always have power when you want it, power when you need it. And as for wheels, DeSoto offers you wonderful safety rim wheels, an extra safety factor. DeSoto's safety rim wheels have special protective ridges designed to hold the tire securely on the rim in case of a blowout. This helps you control the car and bring it to a safe stop. So you see, friends, for outstanding performance and wonderful safety, your next car should be a DeSoto. Tomorrow, drop in at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Take the five-mile trial in the mighty DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the famous DeSoto Powermaster 6. Prove to yourself that your next car should be a DeSoto. And don't forget, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. All right, now let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, fireman, Fire Dome Fenneman. <laughs> yes, sir. Would you mind explaining the rules to these young culprits, uh, young couple? Well, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. From our list of 20 categories, you selected songs written by famous personalities as your category. Uh, here's your first question. How much of the 20 would you try? 1950. 1950. Billy Rose and several others combined their talents to write this song. Give me the title of it. Okay, Jerry.
and my shadow. Me and my shadow is right. Well, a good start. You have $39.50. The song has been made famous by the old master, Ted Lewis. $39. $39 you're going to bet. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, you're going to bet $39. Rudy Valley had a hand in writing this song. Give me the title. Good night, sweetheart. Good night, sweetheart is right. You now have $78.50. How much are you going to bet? $78. $78. Here's the third question. $78. Bing Crosby was one of the writers of this song. What's the name of it? Play it, Jerry. Ghost of a Chance with You is right. You now find the $156.50. Now, how much of this are you going to bet this time? $156.50. You're going to shoot the works? Here we go. It's your last chance to beat the other couples. In 1924, Al Jolson helped write this song. Let's see if you can identify it. With $313. Yeah, Louise, you're a fine couple. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Groucho, we invited some Red Cross workers to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Marjorie Stevens. Her partner is a oh, husband fine. who volunteered, Mr. George Heckenkamp. Folks... Come in and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the sacred word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you use every day. Uh, Marjorie Stevens, eh? Yes. And Mr. George Heckenkamp. Right. Say, that's a cute uniform, Margie, and you're a cute girl. Uh, are you a CB? No. This is a Red Cross uniform. Oh, well, you don't look very cross. Do <laughs> you do anything else aside from uh, Red Cross work? Yes, I help an orthodontist. Oh. Well, he goes to his church and everybody goes to the other. <laughs> George Heckenkamp, huh? Yes. Sir. Where are you from? I'm uh, originally from Quincy, Illinois. Oh, so I had the Quincy for a while. <laughs> I played in Quincy. That was uh, long before you were born, though, I think. Are you married, George? Yes, I am, sir. Mm-hmm. How'd, how'd you meet your wife? <clears throat> well, she was. Dancing with a fellow I didn't like one time, and I cut in on him and been dancing with her ever since. You dance 24 hours a day? <laughs> Was your wife pleased at this uh, turn of events? Uh, well, I'm married to her. She, she, Answer my she question, was. George. <laughs> None of this nebulous stuff. We've had enough nebulae tonight. <laughs> what did you do in, uh, in Quincy? Well, I didn't do too much in Quincy. I moved to Pittsfield, Illinois. What did you do in Pittsfield? Moved to Peoria? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I had a flower shop there, a florist shop. Oh, I see. And everything went to pot? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you make out of this? Well, I lost money. Oh. That was pretty prophetic, wasn't it? <laughs> what did you do when you came to California? Well, I opened two flower shops out here. Well, that's, that was pretty smart, George. <laughs> you got wiped out in one flower shop, you thought you'd do it with two shops. <laughs> you figured you could go uh, under much faster that way. Right? Right. You're a pretty short cookie, George. <laughs> How'd you make out the second time? I lost twice as much. <laughs> George, I hate to say this, but in the flower business, I'd say you're a blooming idiot. <laughs> 
Now, if you're crazy about losing money, I happen to know a little oil deal up in Wyoming. <laughs> now, this is a very attractive deal. You could get wiped out overnight. <laughs> what did you do to make money, George? <clears throat> well, I worked for an airline at night, and I worked for a bank during the day. Well, that wasn't very bright, George. If you really wanted to make money, you should have worked at the airline during the day and the bank at night. <laughs> Are you sure you got the right girl, George? I think so. What are you doing now, George? <clears throat> well, I'm a uh, motorcycle officer for the State Highway Patrol. <laughs> George, I think you're one of the finest men I've ever met. <laughs> and there's anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to call on me. <laughs> what do you do for the Red Cross, uh, Marjorie? I'm a driver. We take hostesses to the you hospital. Take the hostess to enter- with the mostess on the boat. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, entertain the boys who are in the hospitals and can't get out. And they uh, play games and cards and... Uh, then we take uh, doctors to the blood mobiles and uh, nurses' aides. And um, men go to uh, different sports around town, like your football games and uh, boxing and all that sort of thing. And we well, just I'm no sport. Would you come to me some night? <laughs> well, seriously, you guys are doing a wonderful job. Now, how much do you get paid for all this work? There's a lot of work, isn't it? Nothing. This is all volunteer? Yes. Well, you're doing an even greater job than I thought, Marjorie. It's just Thank you. And if George wasn't married, I'd see what I could wake up here between you two. George, let's get back to your job. For example, how did you happen to become a motorcycle cop? Well, you were leading a fairly comparatively honest life up to now. I'd been interested in police work a long time, and I took a civil service exam and... Um, I passed it, and while I was... How fast were you going? <clears throat> well, while I was waiting for uh, my exam or to be called my appointment, uh, I received four traffic tickets in two weeks, and so I decided if I couldn't beat them, I'd better join them. <laughs> George, there's one thing that bothers a lot of motorists. Why is it you motorcycle cops always hide behind a billboard? <laughs> Well, we don't hide behind billboards unless they build them while we're sitting there. It's against regulations. We've got to stay out in the open all the time. You say you're always out in the open? Yes, sir. Well, this may surprise you, but I think it's a good thing you are, George. We need you fellas. It takes a lot of courage to control all the screwballs who hit it up on the highways. And I I think you're doing a great job. And it's a very dangerous job. And I want to congratulate you. Anything I said... That's the goes to you, too. You're a couple of fine citizens. Now, in just a minute, I'm going to give you both a chance to make some money. But first, I just want to remind both of you to take a ride in the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8. You'll be as crazy about it as I am. Now, uh, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the uh, $1,000 question. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, Fire Dome George is going to remind our listeners. The doctor and his partner won $313, and the secret word is chair. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected state landmarks, right? Yes, sir. Here's your first question. How much are you going to go for? Talk right up, kids. We'll shoot the works. $20. Shoot the works. All right. In what state do you find the famous Pikes Peak? Colorado. 
Colorado. Colorado is right. You now have forty dollars. Let me go in for a thousand dollars tonight. How much of the forty dollars you going to bet this time? Let's go forty dollars. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. And what state do you find Bryce Canyon? Utah. Utah. Utah is right. <laughs> now climb to eighty dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the eighty? She <laughs> all the way. In what state do you find the famed Everglades? In Florida. Florida is right. You now have $160. Is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much are you going to go for? I'll shoot the works oh. all the way. Shoot the works. In what state do you find the Grand Coulee Dam? Um, Washington? I'd say Washington. Washington is right. <laughs> You wind up with $320. Thanks and good luck from the Soto Plymouth dealers. We have a real cute couple, wasn't it? We have a young couple for you now, Groucho, who recently became parents. They uh, volunteered from our studio audience. Mr. Gordon Walker and Mrs. Annie McWinney Walker meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll win $100. It's a common word, something you use every day. Anne and, and Gordon Walker. Let's see, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Walker, huh? That's right. And your new parents? Uh-huh. Well, it's a good thing you're both walkers. It'll come in handy around <laughs> 2 in the morning, huh? <laughs> How old are you, uh, Gordon? 32. 32? I That's thought right. you were about 22. Thank you. Oh. And Mrs. Uh, Annie McWinney Walker, huh? Anne. Anne, Anne. McWinnie, eh? Was your mother frightened by a horse? Uh, <laughs> what kind of a name is McWinnie? Uh, Scotch. Annie? Eh? Scotch. Oh, Scotch. Yeah. Well, what kind of Scotch are you? Domestic or imported? <laughs> imported. Were you born in Scotland? No, I was born in the Isle of Man. Oh. The Isle of Man? Mm-hmm. What were you doing there, you hussy? <laughs> That's just the name of the place. There are actually lots of women there. Oh, well, is that near Boys Town, the Isle of Man? <laughs> no, it's a tiny island between Ireland and England. Oh. Now, Fenneman says your new parents, uh, how, how old is your child, Gordon? We have three of them. You have triplets? Well, congratulations. <laughs> and how old are the little kids? Douglas is five, Linda is four, and Keith is 12 weeks. Really? That much time between them? <laughs> <laughs> Those triplets must have made medical history. <laughs> How did you meet uh, Gordon? Oh, that's kind of a complicated story. I don't doubt it. <laughs> with three youngsters around, it's getting more complicated all the time. <laughs> Couldn't you break it down into small installments? Go ahead. How'd you meet him? Well, it started through uh, Gordon's boss, who was interested in stamp collecting. Gordon's and, uh, boss was interested in stamp collecting? Uh-huh. And now you have three kids? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I had a brother who was a prisoner of war, and... Oh, uh, where was this? He was in um, Libya. Gordon's boss was interested in getting a stamp from a prisoner of war, so he wrote to my brother, and uh, he couldn't reply directly to America because it was neutral. So he wrote to uh, Mr. Lund, that was Gordon's boss, and addressed the letter to me in Scotland, <laughs> and... <laughs> I, uh, now, let's get this straight now. Where was <laughs> where was Gordon's boss? 
in Mar Martinez, California. Martinez. He was in California. You were in Quincy. Your brother was in Libya. <laughs> and you were in Scotland. <laughs> and they're all collecting stamps, and now they got three kids. <laughs> Told you what a wonderful world we're living in. <laughs> Somebody told you that 30 years ago, you'd have said they were mad. <laughs> How did Gordon get involved in all this? Well, he read one of my letters. Uh, Mr. Lund's oh, a wife. Sweet thief, eh? <laughs> Mr. Lund's wife and myself corresponded, and Gordon saw one of my letters and was interested, and he wrote to me. When did you two finally meet each other? We met after we decided to get married. <laughs> Wasn't that rather hazardous? Well, it wasn't any riskier than marrying a girl that I'd known. Well, that's, that's logical, I guess. That's, that sounds like uh, the right words from the father of three children. Right? Now, how long did this orgy of letter writing continue? Four years. And I'm surprised you didn't marry the postman. He, uh, <laughs> you said you saw more of him than you did of Gordon. <laughs> did your family, uh, what did they have to say about this uh, unusual courtship? Oh, my mother was very excited about it. My dad went around with all his friends saying, look what Gordon got in the mail. <laughs> Some people have all the luck. All I ever get in the mail are blotters from the telephone company. <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Gordon? Well, I'm an analytical chemist for the Shell Oil Company. Oh, well, has he shelled out pretty regularly? Uh, <laughs> do you know much about his chemistry work, Anne? No, it's all double Dutch to me. It's what? Yeah, it's all double Dutch to me. Double Dutch, huh? I don't understand it, but when I can't get to sleep at night, he tells me about it, and I go right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he probably originally married her because he wanted a, someone to understand him. Someone to be close by his side through thick and thin. <laughs> She's only there through thick, I think. <laughs> and there's something that's been bothering me. If you were born in the Isle of Man, how is it you have a Scotch butter? We moved to Glasgow when I was three. Oh, you went to Glasgow. Mm -hmm. did, did you belong to Glasgow? No. <laughs> I know a song about Glasgow, you know. Will Fife used to sing it. Did you ever hear that song? I belong to Glasgow. Yeah, could you sing it? <laughs> huh? Would you sing it with me? All right. Can you sing? A little. <laughs> Hasn't stopped me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. I belong to Glasgow, good old Glasgow town. But there's something the matter with Glasgow. For it's going round and round. And I'm only a common old working chap, as anyone can see. But when I get a couple of drinks on a Saturday, Glasgow belongs to me. <laughs> we both lost our heads in that song. <laughs> you know, we may have more in common than Gordon and she had. <laughs> well, you're a nice young couple, and obviously the post office did an excellent job as Cupid. <laughs> and I wish the both of you a long and a happy life together. <laughs> Now it's time to play your bet your life. You've got to run your $20 no more than the other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much to win. You have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The Red Cross worker and the police officer lead with $320. Okay, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected the animal kingdom. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? 
$19.99.5. What do you call a male deer? Buck. Buck is right. You have $39.99.5. Now, how much of the $39.99.5 are you going to go for? Well, we'll save a half a cent and bet $39.99. Thank you. Okay. What do you call a baby horse? A colt. Colt is right. You have $79.98 and a half. Yes. See that? <laughs> now, how much are you going to go for? This is the third question. We'll save a half a cent again. Seventy-nine ninety-eight. That makes it, doesn't it? Okay. What do you call a female sheep? You. You. Don't call oh, it to me. Call it to you. Oh, That's you. right. Oh, you. Yeah. You knew that from the bunny bucks of scandal and all that. <laughs> you have one hundred fifty-nine dollars ninety-six and a half cents. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. Uh, how much will you bet? Um, we'll still save a half a cent. <laughs> all right. What do you call a baby bear? A cub. A cub is right. <laughs> Why do you call a baby when he isn't bad? <laughs> Cute. Cute. And you wind up with three hundred nineteen dollars ninety-two and a half cents. And that means that the Red Cross girl and the police officer, with three hundred twenty dollars in just one minute, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth one thousand dollar question. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth deal. Too bad. Gentlemen, let me tell you something about used cars. Do you know you've got to be mighty careful where you buy one? That's right, Groucho. My advice is go to DeSoto Plymouth dealer. He has a wide selection of popular makes and models. And when you buy from him, you know you're getting a really reliable car that'll give you plenty of good service. That's true, George, and that's because a DeSoto Plymouth dealer has a reputation to uphold. A reputation for fair and square dealing. So for a good used car, at a fair price, easy terms, go to your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And when you do... Tell them Groucho sent you. Remember, wherever you see those two great names linked together, DeSoto and Plymouth, you can always be sure of a fair and square deal. Here's the Red Cross girl and the police officer, Groucho, the winning couple, all set for the DeSoto-Plymouth $1,000 question. Well, um, how do you feel, smart? I don't know, scared. Now, if you win this money, stop hiding behind billboards, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for $1,000, I give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully, and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. America's most famous ship, Old Ironsides, actually had copper sides which were installed and designed by a great patriot. For $1,000, who was this famous craftsman? Kids, what's the answer you two decided upon? I think it was Paul Revere. Paul Revere is right. That's right. You win a thousand dollars. How much in the quiz, George? Uh, Three hundred and twenty dollars in the quiz. Uh, One thousand three hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> Congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See the Soto Fire Dome 8 tomorrow. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. The three R's of safe driving are ready, reasonable, and right. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.